everything done. Would y'all stand up for those of you? I just want y'all to see who it takes. Where's Jack and Marcelina, Jennifer? Who all gets here and prints these up and folds them, gets them all ready? Jenna. Amen. They're here like my, I know. All right. Hold on to it. And then I'll give you my right. Y'all ready for the word? Well, let's honor the written word, the logos, the Bible, the whole. And the Bible says the condition of our heart continue, uh, um, decides what the harvest is going to be on that word. Amen. And so um, we declare a hundredfold return on the word that's going into our hearts this morning. So say this with me. Say the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better have better and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, slap three people, high five, and say it's time to be incredible. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, open up your note sheet and let's get started with the word of God. You know, this morning as I was uh, finishing up the, the final parts of my sermon, I had become earlier, begun earlier in the, in the week working on my Father's Day. It really bothered Jesus. While the rest of the disciples were talking about, we're about to, we're about to flood. We're, we're, we're about to sink. Jesus, wake up. Don't you care? We're about to sink. We barely water up. Jairus' daughter. That was their job. That's what they did. I believe he'll do it. Been dead four days, Master. What then bothered Jesus? I've got to have. So going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. And here he says the word, Abba, bear had died from this. Nobody's ever betrayed. He didn't even want. But in Jesus' lowest moment, he said, Abba, El Shaddai, you by your all-powerful El Shaddai. Adonai, Lord, I need you. No. He could have said, Elohim, strong creator, create another way. My banner of was life and death for you, by whom we, therefore you're known your best day. And he won't take it on your worst day. He's a father that loves you. Now, don't you love your kids even when they act stupid? Even on their dumb days, don't you still love your kids? I'm telling you, he's a God that loves you. He's a God that's there. better arrayed every day. Amen. All right. They're a heritage from, from the Lord, but the fruit of the womb is a reward. It's a reward to you. The Message Bible says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb is his generous legacy. Wow. that's Daddy's, we're, we're called to be dad. Your dad is a person who's a very present help. We could stop right there and say that a dad should be a very present. Just that feeling you can plop down on the couch, you can go get in the refrigerator, you can say, Dad, can I borrow? Who's there? Fender of widow or forsake you. So your kids ought to feel like that. My dad has got me. Amen? And so he's there. He's present. A father's protective. He watches out for his... What time are you going to be home? Who's driving? Do I know them? You got to be all up in their business. You know, I don't think kids ought to be on social media or be available to play these games online where adults and other people can get at them. I think that we ought to be very, very wise. The Bible says to be wise as serpents, harmless as does, but I think we ought to be all up in their Kool-Aid. 
all in their business. I need to know your passwords. Let me have them if they change. And if you make another Facebook or another Instagram, you know what? That's the end of you having a cell phone until I say so. Amen. It is not a right. It's a privilege. Amen. We have to. There's too, there's too many things that could happen to kids in this day and age. We have to be up all in their business. I don't care if you get rocks in your jaws, cross your arms, huff and puff and sit and don't talk to me. I don't, don't talk to me. That's fine. I'm going to still talk to you. And I'm still in charge of you. Amen. We have to be all in their business. Where are you going to be? What time are you coming home? And then go see if they're where they're supposed to be. Get Life 360. Jennifer's got Life 360 on her phone. The other night she was about to go to sleep. The Holy Spirit said, better check your Life 360. And sure enough, was it Jaden? Jaden was, get back home and get home now. Get Life 360 on your phone. If you don't have that app, you need to get it. You need to know where they are, what they're doing. Make sure they are where they said they were going to be. Amen. So, so you keep them safe, dads. You stand in the way and you block the wind. My refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be saved, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be done. And your dads, you ought to be paying, you ought to be paying child support. Praise God. So as a provider, you provide much more than money and provision. You provide wisdom, friendship, counsel, camaraderie, perspective. You're a provider. You, 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 have, you are full of resources for, for these children. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. So it's your job to train up your children, not the government, not the schools, not the neighborhood, not just your wife or the mother. It is your job to raise your kids. And uh, all of that is important, but your family needs to know that you'll take care of them. Amen? A father should have a giving spirit. How many of you know our father God gave? For he so loved the world that he what? He gave. God's got a giving spirit. One scripture says that he's, it says, um, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask the giving God who gives liberally and without reproach. Dads, how many of you know you got to be generous? <laughs> they want to come and get in your pocket, right? But, but providing for them is what God has called you to do. And, uh, so he's a, a father should be a contributor to your life. And girls, let me tell you, if you're dating somebody and he's got a, a stingy spirit, don't date him. Because if he's stingy now, if he won't go to work, don't date him. Because he's got to go to work. He's got, if you want him to be a provider, he's got to show you that that's, that's who he is. First Timothy 5.8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I swear I got good news today. Some of this sounds really hard, but I'm telling you, I got good news today. Glory to God. So, so providing for your children is what you should do, Dad. That's that, you know, it, and, and we live in a society where really both work and, and girls are, women are raised to have careers. You are provided, qualified for. You know, if you take a job that's lower than what you're qualified for, they're still honoring that. You know, when you hear people say, you know, my dad was a janitor and he put me through school being a janitor. There's a lot of, there's a lot of honor in that. He did what, what he had to do to make it happen for his kids. Amen. Worked on a garbage truck. Whatever, whatever he had to do, he made sure he got food in, on the table and a roof over your head. The lights were on and your school was paid for. You had clothes to wear. He made sure it happened. Amen. There's honor in that. 
So whatever you got to take, whatever you got to do until that dream job comes along, amen, be faithful to do it. And so Jehovah Jireh, the Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord, Psalm 24, 1. See, Dad, you ought to have a little something. The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell, throw money at kids. I think they ought to have to earn it so then they have respect for it. Amen. And so you have to know about because if they know about it, <laughs> don't even let them to what? Number two, he's a what? Have you ever been around acceptance from his dad for what he had done? You know, he's always trying to, you know, overdo his dad to finally be proud of him. And I know that the dad really was really proud of him, but he just couldn't say it for some reason. Guys, why are we like that? But sometimes we just can't say it. But they need to. If, even if you feel like they ain't nothing, roll your sleeves up and you and Jesus make them into something. Amen. Some, most of the time it's the words that you speak over them that will make a huge difference. Compliment them. Say, good job. So you know what I know? Son, kids have got to be disciplined. They have got to know right from wrong. They have to know when something is not okay. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He who spares his rod hates his son. That's a strong word right there, isn't it? If you don't correct your child, it means you don't, you really don't care for that child. Our own lives should go off the rail. Have the right to have authority in their lives while they're young. And then as, as they're older, you just got to give them the look. And you and they know what that look. Back on her foot. Before you even knew what happened to you. <laughs> I remember one time. Well, because my dad wasn't around, my mom had to do it. And uh, so, yeah, I remember one time I was doing cartwheels in the grocery store. She said, and she's just shopping. She's not really even paying much attention. Rudolph the Red Nose, she's full of my joy. While I'm watching Rudolph, I don't think she'll learn how to not turn cartwheels in the grocery store. It wasn't, Mama didn't like it. Even if it wasn't, you know, anything wrong with it, nobody cared. What, what difference does it make? Mama said, don't do it. She was training me up. Amen. Train them up because you care about them. Amen. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amen. But anyway, guys, this is your family, future, future dads. This is your family. Make it into something. And uh, it's a reflection of the number two, number three, number four. Oh, number four. <laughs> Blonde moment. Number four, he's a pretty dad, is the patriarch of the family. And, and you are the, God came to him and told him, I need you to build a boat. And, and uh, Noah built the boat. The ark came to rest there, um, I believe on Mount Ararat. And then uh, the Bible says that, that he opened up the daddy. You can go in with nuts and bolts. God, I need to expect uh, men to pray like women. Uh, because men men are not women, and they don't pray like women. Amen? So ladies, stop saying or begging your man to pray with you and think, that ain't no prayer. Yes, it was. If it was him talking, it was it was prayer. Amen? Your wife ought not be dragging you, but you ought to be dragging her. Well, not dragging her, but you ought to be saying, I'm going to be the first one up. I'm going to make sure the kids have whatever. Do you have everything you need, hon? Anything I can do to help you? Because we are going to church. Look what Joshua said in Joshua 24:15. He says, but as for me and my house... He made a bold statement for the rest of his family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. You need to make a declaration. Go home and say, things are about to change. 
in this house, in my house. You know how we like to say, this is my house. As for me and my house, me and my family, cook breakfast, do whatever, whatever, it, it, pancakes, whatever you need. You get your coffee. No, we're not making coffee, baby. We got your cup already at church. Let's just go a little early. Come on, y'all. The dads need to be leading the charge. You know, I believe if we get things back in order like this, it would make a huge difference in the earth. Amen. So your, chi- your children have more than just frontlets. But don't say one thing and then do something else. Don't say, don't say that word and you say it. I'm going to wash your mouth out with syrup. We'll, we'll wash yours out while you're at it. Amen. So don't be a hypocrite because children don't do what you say. They do what you do. They learn by what you do. Let your light so shine before men that your kids will see your good works and rise to glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. So put your big old strong arms around your kids and pray over them. Lay hands on them. Declare the word of God over them. Pray about the thing. Guys don't cry about it. Guys just carry it. So that's why somebody would go back to drinking because you're carrying stuff. Go back to drugs because you're carrying stuff. Go back to doing stuff you used to do before. Why? Because you're carrying stuff. So you have to go to God constantly and cast that care on him. Cast it off on him. You know what? As they cast it on you, God, here I am. I'm casting it on you. I'm casting it on you. They come and say, I need this. You know you don't have it. Say, God, go to God and pray. You've got to be sure. So don't allow disharmony to come in. Don't allow disunity to come in because a house divided can't stand. You've got to get you and your wife on some level of agreement. Amen? So that you can be in agreement about stuff because Jesus said, we're two or three shall touch and agree on anything in my name. It shall be done. If you can get an agreement, he said it shall be done. So don't let anything come and disrupt this unity. Now, you can get in situations where you got stepkids or you got kids where, or maybe you're a step-parent. And I'm telling you, those kids will try, the two of you. They'll get in. Well, uh, I'll go to my mama and see what mama says. After you two come in agreement, you're going to have to be strong to, um, to stand your ground. Mamas, you gotta give, you got to back him up. Let me talk to mamas. I'm an equal opportunity rebuker this morning. Mamas, I'm telling you, you got to back up his authority. Don't undermine him and don't let the kids undermine him. Don't let them come and get messy and try to bring a wedge between the two of you and get you out of unity. Don't let that happen. The two of you get in agreement and say, we're going to make this thing. Guidelines and consequences. That's very scriptural. Look at the Garden of Eden. God said, in the day you eat of it, dying you shall die. Now, it's up to you to do what you're going to do. In your household, you ought to have guidelines and consequences. Here's the guidelines, Adam and Eve, and here's the consequences. You're out the garden the day you do it. So there were guidelines and consequences. You ought to have guidelines for your house. So whenever somebody messes, go back to, what, what does the guideline say? Everybody saw the guidelines. Remember, you signed it. Even if they just in kindergarten, give them their crayon and let them sign it. These are the guidelines, and we're let the guidelines say. So you already know. So if that child is of driving age and you put in the guidelines, you're not to have anyone else ride in that car with you while you are learning to drive. And until, I, until further notice, you are the only person who gets in that car. Do you understand? Yes. Do you understand in the day that you do it, in the day that I find somebody else has been in your car, that you're going to just give me the keys, right? You understand? Okay, sign right here. Oh, they're so excited, can't wait. But then you, the, the, what do they do? Let somebody ride in. Put pressure on the guidelines. So we don't have to have a bunch of drama. All this crying and screaming, I'm going to call CPS. We'll call them. 
give you a quarter. Here, use my phone. Call them. Call them. I wish you would call them. Amen. We don't have to have a bunch of drama because these are the guidelines. This is what you did. We can talk calmly about it. And I believe children learn better and live that way. Amen. And then and to decide, you know, whatever we go through, we're going to go through it together. We are in this thing together, and we're going to go through this thing together. See, Adam and Eve, they messed up. They got put out the garden, but they were holding hands, walking out the garden together. Amen? They went out the garden holding hands. They stuck it out. And even when they had drama in the family, how did they handle it? What had, what had, one son actually killed the other son. These are the first people. I mean, we didn't get out the gate till we were a mess. The first, the vagabond, how to decide. It's warfare. And so you be on the wall watching over them. Amen. You go off and go crazy and do their own thing. Pray them back. Don't, don't just, you know, you got to believe them back. Put your faith on it. We use our faith for a whole lot of things. But for our children, that's, that's where we... Re- so he only got like a third of the inheritance. But still, he went to the father and said, give me my inheritance. Say it. I, I really wish you were just dead. Just the hog trough will make it crystal. Been around three times if one touches you. I don't know. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with pigs. And so here's this Jewish boy living in another land. My father's had back. I'm telling you, stay in faith and believe that they'll come back. Standing there believing, and sure enough, here he comes. And when he comes home, his dad runs towards him. Now, see, a man of prominence like this doesn't run. He certainly doesn't run. He hollers out to the servants, go kill the fatted calf. Somebody get him a robe and a ring and bring it to him. He's not dressed like my son, but this is my son. We're going to have a party because my son was dead, but he's got to be joking. He runs out. Look at you. I know you're not getting ready to throw a party for him. The one who disrespected you like he did. Hold up, Dad. I've been here this whole time. You've never even given me a goat so I could have a party with my friend. And you're going to throw a, a party, kill the fatted calf for this thing? This don't make me believe him back. And God's done this miracle, and look, here he is. See, you got to be a priest, and there's too much at stake, Dad. Too much at stake. You got to stand greatness. It tells them when they watch out, which is Ben Oni, which means son of pain. It means son of pain, the son of pain, son of sorrow. That's what we will call him, Ben Oni. But we're going to call him Benjamin, which means son of my strength, which means son of my right hand. We will not call him son of sorrow, but his name will be called Benjamin. And because Jacob stuck his head in the tent and says, may no son of mine going to be called no son of sorrow. Ain't no son of mine going to be called no son of, uh, of pain. Ain't no son of mine going to be called a loser. Ain't no son of mine going to be called something like that. But I declare strength over him. I declare that he is the son of my right hand, that he will do great things, that he will do mighty things. So his name is Benjamin, and, and Rachel died. But that child grew up, and the tribe of Benjamin, that's where the kings of Israel came out of the tribes of Israel, uh, of the tribes of of, of Benjamin. King David was from the, the tribe of Benjamin. Um, uh, King Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. And why? That's because Jacob said, you're not going to speak that over my boy. Uh-uh. He is a, a son of strength. Hallelujah. So it matters what you're saying about your kids. It matters what you're saying over them, dads. Moms, you too. It matters what you're saying. Don't even say, boy, you're about to worry me to death. About to drive me crazy. Don't say, you ain't never going to do, you ain't this, you ain't that. You better tell them what they are. Amen. And greatness can come out of them. 
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that you have a plan and a purpose for every dad to be, that they're walking in it. That, Lord, today where they've heard the word, even moms that have heard the word today, God, we just declare in Jesus' name that they take it and apply it to their lives as you've quickened in our hearts and spoken to us areas where we could do better. God, we just pray in Jesus' name that we'll take that word, we will be a doer of that word, and we will bear a hundredfold return on this word, that, Lord, we'll be a hundred percent better in our walk with you as fathers in the earth. Thank you, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. Well, maybe you're here to me. That was 30, that I was 31 years old. That was 25 years ago when I myself knelt down in my closet. I threw my hands in the air and I gave my heart and my life to Christ. I said, if you can use me, you can, you can have my life. I make you my Lord and my Savior. You're not just my Savior, but I want you to, to lead me, guide me, and direct me on the path that you want me to go. My life is not the age of 31. I have met. I believe I'm trusting. I'd like to get a call from a prayer partner. How do I volunteer? How do I get baptized? In, uh, if you haven't been baptized, in. I'm all in with God. I'm not holding anything else back. Get back up again and you get back on track. That's what you do. You get back up and you get back on track. Amen? All right. So if you, in fact, it's like a little road map so that you'll know what your next steps are in Christ. When you first start out in the kingdom of God, you got to know what's your gift and your information on what to do, what to do next. All right? Well, praise God. It's offering time. Add that extra $26 in there. And don't rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> it's your tithes and offerings. I cannot believe I'm the best contractor. Yeah, I know. With Kenneth, it's, a, it's amazing because that's what Kenneth does is he's a, he's a contractor and, and he goes in and builds stuff all by himself all the time. So I expect that flow that you can sow into, what you make happen for someone else, God will make happen to you for you. So sow that 26. And for pushing through to the next level. I mean, you know, it's a push to go through to the next level. And I believe God will do that in your own life too. All right? Y'all ready to give? All right, let's make our faith declaration. Here we go. Father, 